Join BizShears each episode where we will be discussing all matters e-commerce, digital and social marketing, giving you the skills to thrive online. So if you're an Amazon guru, Shopify newbie or are just looking at increasing sales online, join us. We will have content for everyone. E-commerce is our business. We look forward to connecting with you. Hi folks, welcome to episode 30 of uh, the Bishes podcast. So today I want to talk a little bit about Amazon and what's been happening in respect to the COVID-19 situation and the pandemic, uh, both the good and the bad. Um, so Amazon has reported Q, uh, Q1, so quarter one profits are up, uh, well not profits rather, sorry, sales are up by about 28% globally. Um, obviously this is like year on year, so this is compared to obviously quarter one 2019. Um, but obviously sales are up, but then so are costs. So it's some bit, you know, they're having to spend something like um, this, they reckon they spent another sort of a four four million. Um, in what kind of capacity for that is, I, I don't know. Obviously, they have to take on more staff to deal with more, you know, more, more, uh, more products going out the door and that kind of thing. But they've also had quite a few losses as well because they've not been able to get the FBA stock in like they normally would have. So all their current sellers and all the resellers that use their platform to sell their own um, produce and products on, for example, haven't been able to necessarily get that in if it wasn't deemed to be a necessary necessary product so things like toys and you know maybe like electronics or um, anything that wasn't kind of food based I would imagine uh, or that wasn't kind of medical or Medicare kind of products they wouldn't have been seen as you know top priority I know speaking now sort of like four weeks after the this kind of started you know obviously it started properly sort of like middle to the end of March and um and now we're at a situation like a month on where they are taking those items back in but I think there are a lot of you know um sort of hold-ups really with that and it's funny because you know the fulfilled by merchant i.e people sending stuff from their their home or their work addresses um was never really I would say that popular FBA was always the route in, you know, customers like the idea that Amazon were handling every element of that transaction. You know, uh, the product was coming from their warehouse. They were, it was confirmed that it would be a definite delivery date. Um, as sellers, we've always been able to get, you know, seller fulfilled. Um, that was always a lot easier if you'd been selling on Amazon FBA anyway, because you'd built up that kind of reputation about being a good seller and obviously being, you know, accurate and getting things done properly for people. Um, so having seller fulfilled as well as FBA, Amazon fulfilled, had gave you that little kind of prime badge on your products. So people, products, so your customer is going to be a lot more kind of happy to think, oh yeah, I'm definitely going to buy from this seller because they've got they've got the badge. I know I'm going to get it within two days. Um, I know it's going to be dispatched in the right way. Because the majority of buyers out there don't even know about FBA. They don't know that people necessarily sell their own products. They just presume Amazon is the place they buy it from. That's the shop. That's they buy all the stuff in. They send it out to all the customers. When obviously those of us in the know 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 that that isn't true. Um. So that's one of those things. But I mean, having the disruption to that disruption. Sorry, I can't get my can't get my words out today. So the disruption to their FBA stock and their FBA sellers is a major thing because that you know is basically a customer and a client situation and then just not able to turn the stock around quick enough but as it's always been the case we've got some warehouses you know like at the top of Scotland who might be great at actually getting things in and done you know there might be someone in Coventry who isn't and someone down the south coast who is kind of mediocre as well and um, I know that when I've put 
sales orders through or I send shipments out myself for my own businesses in e-commerce because obviously I trade on Amazon as well um is you know I've always been like oh no I don't want to go to that warehouse um because I know it's going to be a two-week turnaround there's going to be you know they're going to have to then move the stock internally which is then going to take you know god knows how long you know so it might be two weeks before the customer can actually get the product because of the workings of the warehouse because of their storage facilities and all that kind of thing this is why it's always useful to go on the amazon tools when they put them on um and when, whenever they do put them on in the future obviously the next six months or so is looking a bit sketchy for all elements of business and life generally isn't it um but it's one of those things that we need to kind of consider so lots of other things have been happening as well i'll get into what's been happening with my businesses with e-commerce shortly and you know kind of talk a little bit about what's happening client side as well with what's happening with customers that have come forward to work with me because that's kind of interesting also so we know that in the last week or so the vice president has walked out from amazon um because of these protests so there's been protests in the states over working conditions uh, amazon decided somebody within amazon anyway as a blanket statement decided that those people causing trouble or creating this kind of walkout or creating this kind of industrial action during this time um, was going to get fired um so that was that and that to me is just a little it's a little bit like a freedom of speech thing it's like um you know oh if you're going to cause trouble we're just going to get rid of you and you know it just seems kind of illegal and immoral and wrong on, on every level doesn't it so allegedly the vice president has walked out on that basis as well uh, so that's not good um so yeah so there is trouble amongst the camp whereas amazon uh, whilst always been a very like uh, you know sort of very very good kind of it was always seen as a good employer to some extent i think maybe maybe a couple of years ago um whereas i think now it's getting this reputation of it being a robotic you know um ordered kind of situation where people if they're being sacked or they're being put on a disciplinary or something like that they're getting a note from a computer that does it for them you know the majority of their warehouse is automated with robots um but obviously there's obviously the need for people in there as well um there's a big high staff turnover and that kind of thing um allegedly from you know depending on which warehouse you're in or which you know subcontracted kind of site there is because obviously it's not just their warehouses other people around the country are stocking their products and delivering them whether it's through amazon flex or through you know another third party third contract you know subcontracted kind of provider whether it's yeah from a delivery point of view or otherwise um it's not as clear cut as we would all like to we'd all like to think um but yes that's that's a little bit of a a little bit of a tricky situation i think so from my from my point of view from my own my e-commerce businesses i sell a, a mixture of different products i've always sold a lot of grocery and a lot of food products but I, I mainly have private label and wholesale products that have been sourced externally so i don't tend to change that up very often i don't look for new products or design new products on a on a weekly basis um i'm busy with this business in terms of actually helping other amazon sellers do well you know providing training and coaching and all that kind of thing um on a day-to-day -day basis and that is my main concern and um, the e-commerce sites that i've run in the past and obviously i still do run because it's still under under me that's doing it a lot of it is subcontracted a lot of it is dealt with automatically 
Um, I do get in, obviously I, I look at the figures every month and I get involved with it to a certain point. But obviously customer service is dealt with by Amazon. And obviously once all the, all the products are shipped in to FBA, then I don't have anything, anything more to do with it anyway. And I subcontract out the, the products that are sent in anyway um, to, to obviously a fulfillment warehouse. Um, so I don't have to do that much. I have to do a little bit, but you know, it probably takes up 10 or 15% of my working week, which is not a big deal. And this is the way that it works. And this is the way we're able to kind of um, divide and conquer, I suppose, you know, whether it's a drop shipping thing. I mean, I'd, in the future, I definitely want to get involved in more different product areas. And there's, I've definitely got lots of ideas for that. Um, but at the moment, I'm happy with that kind of, you know, turning over every month, bringing in a decent amount of money, decent amount of profit. And it just kind of runs itself because I'm just sticking with the products that I've already researched created and actually put out there um so yes yeah, so that is that is my point but i definitely be looking at more drop shipping options and more product creation uh, whether that's me physically going out um to factories to actually source and that kind of thing it, it, that is that is definitely one way of doing it one thing that I've always done is I've always bought British. I've made a point of it. I've never been interested in going to China. Um, I started off working in China and Hong Kong when I was 19. Um, I used to work for Argos um, as a merchandiser, um, you know, assistant buyer, that kind of thing. I know the market over there. I knew the market in the sort of like late 90s, early 2000s and how that used to work. I used to do go to lots of factories for Argos, um, both in the Philippines, all over Southeast Asia in china and all over the place and i can i know both sides of it probably more so than most people and i've never wanted to do that really i think there's a lot of opportunity here there's a lot of drive here especially where it comes to for engineering and manufacturing i know in the northeast alone like through the department of international trade who have worked with for many years um and have been incredibly useful and helpful to me both for international trade missions but that's for, for me going myself or other people that i know who've got businesses who've done really really well out of it you know other countries are coming over here and they're wanting our products i know that in this area where i work there's a lot of manufacturing and engineering and a lot of people a lot of countries all over the world you know as far as you can imagine whether it's in someone in cuba or someone in the states you know there's so many like local connections that you end up meeting through this kind of business um they actually just have they they definitely want our products because they don't want what they would describe as a cheap chinese import you know when you're looking at manufacturing pieces or things for machinery or something like that you don't want something that's been mass produced you want something that's been crafted and you know there's a good degree of quality control in operation uh, and that is why a lot of them come back to the UK or they come back to European suppliers because they know what they're actually getting. And even so, even if you are drop shipping or you're getting a cheaper product from the Far East, for example, you know, the, the best thing to do is to actually make sure that it's it's actually distributed from a UK warehouse. You know, a lot of these a lot of these um, companies who are based in China or in that part of the world are bringing stock in oh you know they're shipping it over on a boat and it's often stored in warehouses around Felixstowe or somewhere in that part of the UK so that then when you know the orders do come in they are coming from a UK source so it's only going to take them a couple of days to get to the end user um so I think where people have been relying on big shipments from China and just because they they perceive it to be the cheapest option 
Um, it isn't. And if we're talking about cheapest in terms of money or cheapest in terms of time, however you want to look at that question, um, I think this whole situation with COVID-19 has kind of brought that to the front of things, you know. And and I think there was, always, there was, there was starting to be a definite U-turn on people not wanting mass-produced products from China or from the Far East. And people do want to protect their own. And you know, I think since Donald Trump maybe went into the White House in the States, you know, it was, his drive was about, you know, keeping Americans in, in employment, keeping American business here, not sending everything overseas. It just doesn't make sense. You know, we have to protect ourselves just like China has to protect its workers. You know, it's the same it's the same kind of thing, isn't it, really? Um, and I think COVID-19 has just brought this all to a, to a head now. Um, and a lot of people who I'm speaking to, businesses, people who are importing, you know, different clients that I work with anyway, are saying that they, they kind of regret that now. They're regretting the fact that they put all these things in the, in their way. And I've been speaking about this both publicly at speaking events or just one-on-one -on -one with people and saying, you, re you really need to rethink that. You need to think about getting products here. There's just so much opportunity, even through like retail arbitrage. If, you know, when people are doing that and they're going to shops and they're buying products and that kind of thing, there's, there's still plenty of opportunity here um, in terms of doing that. Even after that, their markup, you know, there's so many ways of finding suppliers and finding people and working with them and, and actually having quality products actually being sent to your customers. Because you've got to think about how you want to be viewed as a business. I think that's my my take on it, really. Um, so I've sold a mixture of things, but it's always come from this country. And, and I've always kind of prided myself on that because that's what it is. It's about, you know, if you're a British producer and supplier, that's how you want to kind of base yourself on. So I've talked about all this sort of thing before in other podcasts or on Instagram or, or on videos or whatever. And it's this kind of thing about you've got to decide who you are. You know, what is your branding? What is your message? What's your USP? What are you trying to put out there and why? If you're just recreating and reselling cheap products, then you're probably not going to last very long in the market that you're in. You have to give something else. You have to be the quality person. There has to be something else there. Um, so hopefully this whole thing will, in terms of what's going on in the world currently, will maybe change people in that respect. I don't know. Um, but yeah, it's been quite a difficult week for Amazon. I think it's, um, you know, at the end of the day, I think people need to recognise they are the biggest um, retailer. They are the most popular. Um, they are definitely much in demand at the moment. But they are also massively saturated. It's also a huge market and you have to be different. In order to succeed on that platform, you need to be doing something different and something better. Um, I've had a few clients come to me in the last week. I've just been doing some optimization work with them where I kind of take their listing. I show them what to do, how to do it. We have a brief call and I basically put together a new listing for them with all the correct keywords, all the correct terminology, call to action points, a solid description, solid, you know, bullet points that are enticing and that bring the customer in. Uh, when you've not got those basic bits of information, what's the customer going to read about your product? Very little. It just looks at it, is not impressed, looks the same as any other, moves on, moves on. On, moves on you have to be doing something better and something different there has to be lots of images there has to be lifestyle images and pictures in there there should be infographics there should be as much data and as much information as amazon will let you give to the customer it's in the same way that when people are selling stuff on ebay they can use up to 12 images if you're not using all 12 images and showing every possible side of that product or a way of wearing it or you know in different light or you know how it's folded or whatever it is you're not doing yourself any favors 
a customer does not have the option of touching something, feeling it, seeing how big it is, seeing how thick it is, seeing what it's made of. Does it feel nice if it's clothing? You have to kind of portray that through your imagery. So there's so many different facets to actually put in a good listing together that I found that I've had quite a lot of people come to me recently because they're all trying to make sales in this difficult time and they're not able to do so. So for the small amount that I charge for this kind of like one hour service, they're seeing results straight away and I usually do see that. So um, so as always, if you've got any questions or you want to come back to me, then please let me know and I'll happily explain further. This was just a quick podcast or was supposed to be, I think I rambled on a bit towards the end, um, about Amazon sales, how they're up, but also kind of down as well because there's been a lot of problems with their supply chain at the moment. And then obviously we've got people walking out and problems in the States and various issues going on at the moment and obviously that will affect their customer base massively so we shall wait and see what goes on with this one i think but um but yeah that's where we're up to at the moment and i hope you enjoy and um yeah this is um this is definitely something to think about i think but yes if you've got any questions or you've enjoyed this episode please get in touch with me best way is on instagram so the handle there is at bizshiz b-i-z-s-h-i-z and there's an underscore at the end there unfortunately because i couldn't get the full name um but yeah, I hope you found that useful. Um, if you want to send me a picture of where you're listening to this, that'd be great. I've just had a look on the platform and I've now got listeners in countries I've never had listeners before. So if you're listening, um, welcome. I hope you enjoy. If you don't, let me know. If you do, let me know. It'll be great to hear from you. Until next time, see you later. Take care. Bye-bye.